Hey, Jay, have you heard about BustedTees.com? I mean, I set up our account and I've bought shirts there, so yeah. Just, I'm trying to do a promo. Just just work with me here, okay? <sighs> okay. Tell me about BustedTees.com. Gladly. They sell pop culture and geek-inspired apparel, accessories, and more. And their stuff is awesome. You like Star Wars, Jay? I do. You like video games? Yeah, I do, yeah. Harry Potter? Yeah, I do. Star Trek? Yeah. Humorous tees in general? Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Some badass socks, cups, hats, uh-huh. hoodies, a bunch more, all that stuff? Why, yes, I, I, I do like those things, Matt. Well, then you know what you should do? You should head over to BustedTees.com and shop all their cool gear. And at checkout, put Jason25945 in the discount code spot. You'll get a nice chunk of change off, and it helps us out to boot. That's BustedTees.com. Discount code Jason25945. BustedTees.com. Designs that pop culture. What the f- Okay. <laughs> there was some weird noises there for a second. There was like a... And then a... Oh, uh, that might be me. Gentlemen! Let's broaden our minds. Who has a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? Who makes a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? You do, do. Hey everyone, welcome to the Mixtape. I'm Jason Emmett. We're going to get into the show here in just a minute. Hey, this week we're going to be closing out our first look at synth pop and techno. We're going to be giving our list of techno music from the first decade of the 2000s. Uh, what's really cool is we're going to talk about you know, some of the influences and the gradual changes that we saw techno take versus some of the other uh, forms of music. And what you're going to notice is that techno like slowly evolves and it keeps pieces of itself, whereas a lot of other uh, types of music just sort of jog off out of nowhere or abruptly change. Techno really doesn't do that. We're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to give a little bit of what we think constitutes techno and some of the subgenres, but mostly we're going to give the history behind our choices. With that being said, you are always, always welcome to give us your thoughts and your choices because, you know, we love to get them. Uh, hey, guys, you know, uh, we talk about it every week. We have a sponsor, BustedTees.com. It is their really cool shop, and uh, one of the reasons they are our sponsor is because I was a fan of them, and we reached out. You can go over there and buy some really cool pop culture-inspired clothing and apparel, uh, you know, socks, shirts, whatever. This stuff looks really cool. It's a lot of fun. And uh, if you drop the code Jason25945 in at checkout, you get a really cool discount and it helps us out. Uh, a couple other things are coming down the road. Uh, we've been talking about it. We're working on a Patreon page. Again, I know we've been saying this. It's not going to really affect the show you currently get, except that if you join a Patreon, there'll be no ads 
And uh, I mean, it might be once like what I just dropped, but there won't be any pre-roll ads. And uh, you'll get a bonus episode every month. And possibly some of the interviews will be a little longer if you're into the interviews over there. With that being said, we've dropped some really cool interviews uh, and some more are coming down the line including one with Pat Fraley, uh, voiceover actor Pat Fraley. That one's coming up. It was supposed to be released already. We held it up a little bit because Pat Fraley was on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon, amongst a bazillion other things, guys. If you are an 80s and 90s fan, you're going to love Pat Fraley. If you don't already know who he is, uh, voice of Buzz Lightyear, voice of Marshall Bravestar, uh, voice of um, Wildcat on Tailspin. He was on The Littles. He was on G.I. Joe. He was Denver the Last Dinosaur, for Pete's sake. And, of course, he is Casey Jones. He is Baxter Stockman, and he is Krang. So, uh, and that's just some of his stuff. Also, he tells some great stories. So, please check out that interview. But we held it off a little. It was supposed to release already. But then we got another interview, and this one was just freaking amazing. Uh, Kevin Eastman, as in Eastman and Laird, as in the guys who created... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We sat down with him for a few minutes. We got to chat with him. So we decided we would release them a little bit closer. We talked to him a little bit about um, where he'd like to see the franchise go and some of his favorite creations from the Turtles universe. And we also talked to him briefly about The Last Ronin. And if you guys haven't checked out The Last Ronin, you really should. It's amazing. So please be paying attention to those and listen to those. But we have more interviews coming. We have a couple booked and lined up and, and, and a couple even recorded. So please check out the interviews. As is always the case, we ask you guys to please leave us a review. If you have a second, it doesn't take long. Just drop those five stars or, or whatever it lets you do wherever you listen. Helps us a ton. You hear me say it like every week. That's because we really want you to do it. Um, okay. I know this is not your favorite part when I prattle on, so I'm not going to do that. We're going to get right into 2000s techno. Um, and hopefully you guys enjoy this list and have a lot of fun with it. And uh, feel free, as is always the case, to send us what you would add to a list. And uh, we always have playlists that are available online. Uh, I'm going to kick off our social media information, and we will be right back. I will be joined by, uh, of course, Twisted Kid Matt and Casey Masterpiece, and we're going to talk 2000s techno. So stick around. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, you guys might not know this. You should because we talk about it all the time. But we have all the social medias you could want and more. That's right. We're on Facebook. We're on TikTok. We're on YouTube. We're on Twitter. We are on Instagram. Most of those places you can find us if you look up the Mixtape Podcast. But you can just go over to the website, which is themixtapepod.com, and there'll be links and everything. You can get it there. But uh, we also have a phone number. Matt, would you like to give the folks at home that phone number? Absolutely. Hey, guys, we have a phone number. And you can call it and leave a message, which we would almost definitely play. That number is 513-437-2377. Or if it's easier... Just call 513-HERAD77. Call it and be cool. There you go. Guys, go check us out on all the social medias and be as cool as we are. Or, well, you're going to be cooler because we're not that cool. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show proper. Uh, hey, guys, did you know why the man dropped a synthesizer down a mine shaft? No. No. So he could hit a flat minor. A flat minor? Ah! <laughs> I'm Jason Emmett. I'm Casey Masterpiece. Jeez. That was a high-pitched, shrilly, aha. Yeah, it was. (laughs) 
Yeah, and okay. I'm Twisted Kid Matt, who is now deaf as hell. So. <laughs> if, that was like if Aha played the slide whistle. That's mm-hmm. how high you just got with that thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, we have done 80s. We have done 90s. And now we are doing the first decade of the 2000s to talk about techno music. Uh, this is a pretty good one. Again, um, and I was telling the guys, and I haven't told them what yet, but I noticed... As I was putting together the list, I noticed something uh, that kind of happens, like a very familiar sound in all of this music. So we'll talk about it here in a minute. But I'll, actually, I'll tell you guys beforehand. I want you guys to pay attention to a big chunk of the music we play this week. And again, no one knows what each other picked. And listen if you hear very disco influences in a lot of these songs, like heavily disco okay. influenced and I was kind of shocked by that. Like, one of the bands in particular we're going to be talking about tends to do that a lot. So that wasn't that shocking. But I started paying attention as I was putting the list together. And I'm like, a lot of these have that kind of early disco vibe, which is, I don't know. So, so you guys will have to listen and see if you hear it as well. Yeah. Uh, one of the things we've been talking about for the last few weeks is the the difference in, like, techno versus you know rap versus um country and that you're gonna hear a more gradual change in techno so we've we've really if you guys go back and listen to our 80s episode or 90s episode now this one and put all the songs together you're gonna see there's gonna be some like offshoots like especially i think last week matt had um molotov bitch on there by um prodigy which is uh, there are subgenres of techno right just like everything and i think that that industrial definitely comes from techno but you guys are going to see this like techno you there's a gradual shift so much so that i think all of us kind of dealt with it when we were putting our list together our brains would tell us oh 90s i can put this song on there and you're like oh that was actually 2000s <laughs> i mean you're not wrong i mean it's i it, it's kind of interesting that like now that we have kind of expanded the years that we cover. You can see trends like this a little better than we did before, actually, which yeah. is just something I kind of noticed uh, that, you know, like particularly with like the metal genre of, of how much that kind of evolved over time. And, you know, we're kind of seeing the same thing with the techno stuff. So, yeah. And there's going to be some playlists we talk about here in the future where what Matt just said is going to really be highlighted, where it's like, this sound started in the 80s, evolved in the 90s, and hit its stride in the early 2000s. And it's, it is really cool. Adding, adding that new decade has really shifted my opinion on a lot of things because I don't think we always pay attention. Mm. We're like, oh, I like 80s music or I like 90s music. And it's like, well, you ever go back and compare like where the origin started and how it got to where it is? Because sometimes it's really cool. We also have been learning a lot more like, well, these were some of the, like, okay, yeah, we've got this style of techno, but then it branched off here because of group A or group B. They tried this new sound, and it's, I don't know, it's been pretty cool. It's been it's been a lot of fun, and it's been a learning experience for all of us. Because here on the mixtape, we are here to educate you. That's why we are here. I feel smarter already. <laughs> <laughs> I usually feel dumber when we're done, but yeah, well, yeah. we can go for smarter. So. <laughs> uh, we're going to start with Milo's this week. And um, yeah, uh, as is the case, I think last week we talked about it with a couple of different bands, and we're going to run into it again this week. There were a couple of bands where I'm like, 
God, which song do I pick? Because like there are multiple songs I could use from this band to put on my list. But then one always just sort of sticks out to you. And you're going to instantly know why I decided to pick the song that I chose from this band. Um, but we're, we're, we'll let the listeners know why in case they don't. But I'm sure you do. Here is my first pick. If you don't immediately think of the video for this song, which is which is one hundred percent what ended up making me pick it. This is yep. Fat Boy Slim, Weapon of Choice. Uh, I considered a couple different Fat Boy Slim songs, but this is the one I went with because, like Matt said, if you don't instantly think of the video, this is from two thousand and one. Again, I think we all know why I went with it. I love Fatboy Slim. later than that, to be honest. I feel like it <laughs> nope. was later. Hey, Kev, do you know the other reason why I might have picked this this song besides the music video? Because it has Maddie's own weapon of choice, Mr. Bootsy Collins. Bootsy Collins. But what really kicked it off, what really made me pick it is the music video with Christopher Walken in it. And it's Christopher pretty, Walken, more like Christopher dancing. Am I right? I'm a hoofer at heart. Um, <laughs> this is this is off uh, Fat Boy Slim's third album, um, half be, halfway between the gutter and the stars. This song has numerous references in the lyrics. There's an homage to hip hop group uh, Black Sheep, reference to the book Dune, and also references to the Oscar Wilde play of Lady Windermere's Fan. Um, There's lyrics to that song. Yeah. That's not a joke. I've never paid attention to the lyrics. Um, really? I want to yeah, talk. I about, have literally never paid attention to those lyrics. I mean, I don't think there's a lot, dude. It's techno. Some Well, some of the songs yeah, we're going to yeah. talk about today actually have way more lyrics than other songs. But I want to talk about this video for a second before we hit the stats on this song. So I don't know if you guys know this, but Christopher Walken was actually a trained dancer. He really was. And he this whole thing came about because he asked Spike Jones to film him. And Spike Jones says, well, how about how about you do this music video? And he's like, OK, sure. Uh, and the video is fantastic um, to the best of my knowledge. Now, I could be wrong, but I believe this is accurate. There was no official choreography. This was just Christopher Walken dancing. Now, obviously, they choreographed some of it because we've got him flying around. It was like he flies and stuff. But I think a lot of it was him, just him. Um, it's great. This video won six awards at the 2001 MTV Video Awards, including uh, Walken winning Best Choreography. See? So I was right. You know, It also won the 2002 Grammy for Best Video. Uh, as for the charts, it hit number 23 in Australia, number two on the UK Dance Chart, and number 33 on the US Billboard Alternative Airplay. I, I just love this video. I enjoy it so much. I actually put it on a couple weeks ago for my kids. I was like, you got to watch this video, man. It's just so much fun to watch. And it's literally just Christopher Walken in the hotel of the lobby of some hotel mm-hmm. by himself. And he just, he's sitting in a chair and this song starts playing and he starts dancing. If you guys have never watched the video for Weapons of Choice, trust me, you're going to have fun. Um, it is fun. Um, I'm starting to think that I've only ever heard like a radio edit of that where they cut out all the lyrics except for <laughs> you get with this or you get with that. And I think that's what I've heard. So yeah, I don't I'm know. looking and there's multiple versions of lyrics you can find. Mm. And uh, yeah, I think I've only ever heard like a radio edit that cuts out the actual verses, which is really yeah, You might want to check out the video again. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Praise You came really close to making my list, as mm. did Rockefeller Skank. I mean, everybody knows Rockefeller Skank, but 
Uh, I was holding the video. That's why I decided to add this one as the first track on my mix this week because the video. Honestly, it's just so much fun. Um, I, I I don't even know that I would say this is my favorite Fat Boy Slim song. It's just my favorite Fat Boy Slim video. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. You know, yeah, and it's sense. and it. I think it just kind of grabbed me, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna add it." I, I I really like Praise You a lot, so I don't know. You know, some of the songs that I've put on my list on occasion have been because of the video. So I totally get why you added yeah. this on here. So the song is great. And then when you have, this is the problem, guys, with no music videos, with no MTV, with no, like, it, sometimes that video just enhanced the song. And I know people right. still make videos, but it's not the same, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes, sometimes the, it becomes all you remember. Yeah. Apparently. Well, look at how many we've talked about on on this show a bazillion times. How many songs became big because yeah. the music video caught on? Aha, yeah. for example. Take on me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just online, and uh, God, I'm sorry, I can't remember who it was. Uh, I was on Twitter the other day, and one of the one of the shows that we follow on there, I think it was my my weekly mixtape, and uh, they put something up like, "What is what." song from the 80s like number one hit or from the 80s do you think is like the biggest or whatever what would you put on the list and everybody was saying aha take on me i mean i it was the first one that popped into everybody's brain yeah. it's not what i put on there but it's what everybody else was putting on there and i'm like again we talked about it recently on this show had it not been for the video that song probably would have never taken off like it did it's a great song deserves it but wouldn't have done it. So you kind of wonder now how many songs are we missing out on or artists are missing out on that are great, but you know, because there's no music video, we don't pay attention anymore. So bring it back is what we're saying. Bring or it back. there is, and you can only find it on YouTube. Right. There's no uh, readily available outlet. And so you case either stumble. In, case in point, let's, let's talk about real quick. The video I sent you last night for Duran Duran. Yeah. So there's a new song by Duran Duran called dance macabre. There's no real outlet other than YouTube for that video to come out. True. But, but in the all, video is uh, really cool. On, in all fairness for a band like that, though, it's Duran Duran. So they're touring. They're already known. So they can say, like, we've got our new yeah. stuff out and people are going to check it out. Yeah. I get what you're saying, but, though. Yeah. I had no idea that that was even coming out until I just randomly stumbling across, across the YouTube. video, which is fine that YouTube is a new outlet for that. But YouTube should, should take advantage and do like a YouTube music television thing like youtube music video like a sub MTV? channel or something where like mm. they do what mtv did they play up-and-coming artists and and then like i don't know it would it would be cool so i'm saying yeah. Oh. Yeah. but let's move cool. on to my next song um i don't think anything on most of the list tonight is going to surprise anyone or i would think a lot of these you guys would be like oh i consider that as well it is a really cool list. We round a lot of things out where it's like we all have very similar stuff, and then we all have something that's a little, um, dare we dare I say, more personal. But it's it's a really cool list to kind of hit on. This one's not going to surprise anybody, um, but this is my next pick. One more time. Yeah. <laughs> this is One More Time by Daft Punk, 2001. When I said there's a band that's going to get mentioned this week that has a lot of disco influence, it's Daft Punk. It's very common to hear very oh, disco very much tech so. stuff in their music. 
This comes from 2001. Uh, first thing I need to tell you guys that I did not know, and maybe I'm stupid for this. I didn't know they were French. Did you know they were French? I did yeah, know I they do. were French. I yep. did not know they were French. I should yep. also specify I'm a huge Daft Punk fan, especially especially the Tron Legacy soundtrack. Like, First of all, when I heard that Daft Punk was doing the, the Tron soundtrack, I was like, well, God, yeah, that just makes sense. But if you yeah. haven't listened to it, it's fantastic. And I, I recommend it, like highly yeah, recommend actually. it. Um, it's wonderful. I'm kind of bummed that they split up, and I hope that if they do, in fact, make a third Tron movie, which has been discussed many times, that they get them at least to come do the soundtrack for it, which I think they probably would. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what they look like. I don't know if anybody knows what they look like. They always wear <laughs> there helmets. Are, there are photos of them. I'm sure there are. The helmets. Yeah. Um, like I guess at one point in their early days, they didn't have them. So. It's, oh, it's really? pictures of them back in like the 80s, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I've just never really paid attention, but uh, <laughs> yeah. This song is off their second album, Discovery. They actually finished this song in 1998, uh, but they waited to add it to their Discovery album because they felt it bridged Discovery with their previous album, Homework. So they had it done, and they were like, no, no, we want to merge the two albums, so we're going to wait. And they did. Vocals on the song are performed by American DJ Roman Anthony. Uh, I don't, I listen, I'm just going to, we're just, I'm going to fess up to what I will fess up to. I don't know much about like house music and, and, and DJs and stuff like that. I know the big ones. As will become very evident by our selections on this list. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I know people who are like really into house music and they'll be like, oh yeah, I'm going to go see fill in the blank yeah. name. I know the big one. And I'm like, cool. I have no idea who that is. I'm like, oh man, they're like the best. And yeah. We actually had a friend stay at our house to go see a band that was playing a, a house music band. They call them bands. I don't know. DJ, whatever. Yeah. And uh, they were like, you should come. And I was like, I'm good. I don't know who that is. I mean, I know you're Steve Aoki's and stuff like that. Yeah. You know? yeah. But like, I know it's a big, big industry. Um, and people like love it, and I get it. I totally get it. You know, rave music yeah. and stuff like that. It's it's. I love the the sound of it and the music of it. It gets get your juices going. But I'm I'm, I'm a little too old to be going to raves. That's all I'm saying. You know, be a little weird. See me with a glow stick over that. Um, so this song hit number one in Canada. It peaked at number sixty one on the Billboard Hot one hundred, um, tying with its previous with with the previous daft punk hit around the world which is also a great song and in the uk it landed a number two on the uk singles chart uh the music video uses clips of the anime cartoon interstellar 5555 i'm not familiar with this anime but i can say it does fit the song and we're going to talk about it a little bit more hint hint wink wink nod nod here in a few minutes this song is is very 80s nostalgia to me while still playing, while still staying like form of the early two thousands, it's really crazy to me because this this is totally two thousands, but there's such an eighties vibe to this song as well. It this this song just sort of resonates in my ears long after the song's done playing. It just does. That's why I chose it for 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 the mix this week. Um, I hear this song and like it's it's an earworm. I can't get rid of it once it's in there, you know. So, which by the way, I want to do an episode of earworms. Ooh, yeah, that could be dangerous. <laughs> Earworms with the tapeworms. Bring Ooh. us your selections. Yeah, I yeah, thought that'd be go. really fun. Like we each pick songs that, like, once we hear them, we just can't 
it's like fucking stuck in our head all <laughs> day. Never it might not be fun. I'm notorious for going on record as saying, like, to the degree that people think I hate the band Journey, which I don't. I don't even hate the song Don't Stop Believing. I'm just sick of hearing it. <laughs> like, just everybody, my wife will always tell people, like, oh, Jason doesn't like the B-52s. I'm like, that's not true. I do like the B-52s. I'm just sick of Love Shack. Like, like I don't, which is, is that, and it's that's weird. That's another show topic we could do is songs we love the band, but we hate one particular song. Oh, that's mm-hmm. that's been a topic on the list for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, both vice versa. Love the band, hate yeah. the song. Love the song, hate the band. Yeah. <laughs> both, oh, yeah. both of those have been on lists, guys. They're there. <laughs> they exist because I think those <laughs> would be fun, like one-off topics at some point. But uh, sure. yeah, that. so earworms would be a fun episode, and uh, Daft Punk definitely has an earworm. I'm just going to warn you, actually, quite a few of the songs uh, today are going to be earworms, including my next pick. Uh, this is a major earworm for me, as is one of the ones on Matt's list, by the way. I've been singing both of these for the last couple of days. <laughs> I can't help it. One might say I can't get them out of my head. You, you want to hear something weird? Every time I hear this song, it kind of reminds me of Tetris. <laughs> I get it. it I kind of does. Never, yeah. never yeah. once thought about it, but now I totally get it. By the way, also like this video a lot. <laughs> mm. Is this Kylie Minogue? It is Kylie Minogue. And, uh, I'll mispronounce her name. That's fine. She's a, she's, a, uh, she's a national treasure. I don't know if you guys know this, yeah, but she, she is, is much loved. Um, this is from Can't Get It Out of My Head, Kylie Minogue, 2001. Do, do I need another reason to pick this song? I don't think so. Right. Uh, in all fairness. Again, an, another song that you pick based off of the video. It's that actually an awesome song, but. No, the video is uh, pretty hot and kind of cool, but that is not, actually. In all fairness, no. I think that Kylie Minogue is super talented. And um, yes, I actually love her version of the locomotion as well. Um, but. I actually listened to quite a quite a bit of Kylie Minogue in the 2000s. Um, I, I really like her stuff. So this is off her eighth album, Fever. And uh, it, she does a cover of Fever, if you don't know. Uh, also, if you don't know, she's in that, like I said, national icon in Australia. They, like, adore her. And she had, like, a lot of health problems a few years back, and people were, like, freaking out. Um, she came through, you know, the other side. But, like, there was a moment where, I remember reading articles. Everybody in Australia was like, we can't lose Kylie. We all love her because she's also an actress. Is that what they sounded like Yeah, it's in exact, Australia? Yeah, I can't do it. So don't. That's what they sounded like in Australia? Why don't you tell me what they sounded like, Matt? Oh, no. Kylie Minogue. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, we just lost. You can offend all of I just wanted to see if somebody would do it. And I was like, fuck it, I'll do it. Okay. I've never been able to do a proper Australian accent. I've, mm. it, it just goes British with me, and then I feel bad. Yeah. So one of the reasons we love Kylie is because she's an actress. And uh, she, back. she played yeah, Cammie. Right. She was in Street Fighter, damn it. And she played Cammie. And that's pretty oh, yeah. awesome. Uh, she was mm-hmm. also in a couple episodes of Doctor Who. And I, I she's just, she's fantastic. Um the Pretty song, much looks the same. Yeah, yeah. She, she's she's gorgeous, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this song was written by Kathy Dennis and Rod Davis, who said they wrote it and recorded a demo in less than four hours. Um, 
they then offer you guys are gonna love this so much. They then offered this song to S Club Seven, <laughs> which I think is, is so weird to me, man. <laughs> I mean, because I could I can picture S Club Seven singing this song, but it would be a totally more like youth poppy song because S Club Seven had a TV show for like teenagers. It's so weird. Uh, anyway, they said no. Uh, and the offer went to Sophie Ellis Bexter, who also turned it down. And then it went to Kylie. And once they heard her version, uh, they were like, hey, she wasn't our first choice. But now that we've heard her do it, we don't yeah, think anybody else could have done it like she did it. And I agree. This song comes like she makes this song kind of sexy and hot. It would not mm-hmm. have been that way if it was S Club Seven. Let's just put it. That it would way. be awkward. It would put you on a list if you watched it. I'm sure. <laughs> I was younger than two. It's okay. Um, <laughs> this song hit number one in Australia, debuted at number one in the UK, and in the US, it peaked at seven on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Uh, I put it on the mix because it gets the it gets you moving. Um, I also like that it does something different in that the main lyrics, which would typically be the chorus actually start the song off it flips the script so the main lyrics of the song normally you're going to have the verse and then the chorus but this song actually starts off with the chorus which is kind of weird the the song just it sets a move sets sets a vibe and i like it so i put it on the mix there you go and it obviously inspired a lot of conversation here maybe not the conversation i thought it was going to inspire but true (laughs) oh god it's so good we're going to go into casey's list now um and we're going to start off with a song that uh, I don't think is going to surprise anybody, uh, and, and we're just going to keep right on with the earworms, guys. We're not going to we're not going to stop. This one is an earworm, and this is also a song where I've never been able to figure out if I like this song or fucking hate this song, but it's one of the two. You guys make your decision. Here you go. I'm <laughs> we talked about videos. <laughs> Speaking of videos, Matt, <laughs> we said that a video can make a song. Well, honestly, though, even though this is considered, this is uh, Blue by Eiffel uh, 65. <laughs> this this literally is considered one of the worst music videos of all time. And we've talked about it on the show before. So Matt said, worst video ever. Not wrong. They hired this company. Well, I'll get into that in a second. But the question comes is, did that bad video help this song? Because it might have. Because sometimes bad stuff, it gets so bad that people want to go check it out. So maybe. I don't know if I love or hate this song. Sometimes I think I absolutely love it. And other times I'm like, (laughs) so I don't know. Uh, But for a minute, this song was everywhere. And I think yep. it's telling that that landed on the charts in 2000 um, and is still known 20 years later. Here's the thing. Technically, this song came out in 1998, at least in Italy it did. <laughs> it didn't come out here until the 2000s, but it, in Italy it came out in 1998. It became a hit and started to catch on in other places until finally it landed in the U.S. Um, at number six on the Billboard Hot 100 in the year 2000 year 2000 received a grammy award nomination for best dance recording at the 2001 grammy awards um so jeff j lead singer of the group wrote the song alongside keyboard player Maurizio Lobina. they picked the color blue at random (laughs) 
<laughs> Who knows? But the idea. So you, you're saying it could have been like chartreuse. I'm chartreuse. Right. And I don't <laughs> <laughs> I'm beige. I'm like, <laughs> well, yeah. they picked s- a random color. Yeah, they did. did. They said that the idea was to discuss. You need to write a song about how, a color. The song is supposed to discuss how people choose their lifestyle. I'm not exactly sure what that means. I honestly never could figure out if the song was supposed to be happy or sad. <laughs> if I'm being honest, is blue a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah. It sounds kind of sad, but I guess I don't know. Yeah, I mean, because well, keep in mind, there maybe to them, blue is not like in in the United States when we say I feel blue, that means we feel down, right? Right. Maybe that's not the case for them. I don't know. Mm. Matt, this mm-hmm. video. <laughs> it's Awful. weird CGI. Just um, this video was made in just a few months on one computer. Months? This months. months. That's dude. This is we're talking months. nineteen. Okay. Matt, we're talking like nineteen ninety nine, two thousand, and they made this you video know, in a couple of say. months on one computer. That's I'm not good. To admit that I don't think I've ever on. seen the video. Woo. <laughs> oh God! Hang on. So I literally, I don't know. How much additional Eiffel 65 you guys did or did not listen to? Um, none. Oh, really? Yeah, I actually, I actually did. Yep. Um, I I knew some people that bought the CD and they do a song called PlayStation and like yeah. that's where they got the graphics. Right? <laughs> it was just a PlayStation. PlayStation, PlayStation One. Actually, some of the graphics on that were probably better. Yeah. So, Kev, uh, this is yours. Why did you decide to include this song on your mix this week? Uh, I figure, like, we're talking about 2000s Technica, uh, Techno. Technica. Technica. <laughs> 2000s Technica. <laughs> got the, I'm going to refer to this as the 2000s Technica. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, this song was just pretty much everywhere in yeah. the uh, dance clubs, you know. Yeah, I felt that it just had to be on here for, like, the sake of my memories or my lack thereof fever dreams that <laughs> apparently this video is kind of generating well i i said bad graphics i wow. said up there at the beginning you know this song is like people still my kids know this damn song this isn't like a, it's weird the staying power that this song has had i mean it's no old mcdonald but i get it yeah <laughs> It'll be written as a traditional folk song. Right. Traditional. I'll be in my nursing home and this song's playing while I'll be uh, nurse, tripping on nurse, ecstasy. Yeah. He's turning blue. Daba dee, daba die. He's going to die. He's turning blue. I think he might die. <laughs> turning blue. KC going to die. <laughs> Which, for the record, I have also heard, I don't know if somebody decided to do a parody of this, but somebody had, I'm blue, if I was green, I would die. That was that was hmm. the lyrics for a different version of this song that I've heard. So I don't know, don't know what that the means, source but... of that. I feel like it was Jonathan Young, actually, now that I think about it. Matt. Yes. Kevin's final choice is a really good one. And I never really, yeah, I wouldn't have thought of it, even though we all know this song very well. And I actually would have thought this song was a little later than it is. Kevin did a thing this week a couple of times where he picked songs that actually were released in other countries before the, the before the two thousands, but didn't make it to the U.S. until the two thousands. So in our world, this is totally fair. Mm. But uh, well, here's Kevin's last pick. 
Yes. <laughs> and now we got the glow sticks and go. <laughs> yeah, this is Sandstorm by Darude. Dude, um, this this almost made it on mine. Did it? Way. It's yeah. such yep. a good yeah. song. Like this song, this mm. is one of those get you pumping songs. You could, right. if you guys want, although it's, it's, um, it was before the 2000s, but you can just listen to the Blade soundtrack. It's, it's a lot of Pretty much. Stuff. Is it on the Blade soundtrack? No, but the Blade soundtrack is all stuff like, like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How many times have we brought up the Blade, just Blade in general? I, you know, in the past. I don't like, know. A couple episodes. Well, because of techno music, right? Yeah. It's just. A, but also uh, Hadaway's What Is Love video. <laughs> well, you brought it up. I brought it up. You it. literally <laughs> described I, Blade. It's not the same, though. It's just vampires. <laughs> 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 They're totally different vampires. So this one was actually released in 1999 in Finland, but it made its way to the U.S. and landed here in 2000. Uh, lead single from his debut studio album, Before the Storm. Uh, yeah, song did all right. Um, certified platinum in the U.S. <laughs> that's, that's all. Uh, it's really hard to say a lot about this song as it's just an instrumental, so I can't really tell you what inspired it uh, or what it's about. It's just get you pumped up i guess yeah we can't read you the lyrics um it made several charts in several countries including number 40 uh in australia 83 in the billboard hot 100 number five on the u.s hot dance club mix number three in the uk singles and number one on the uk dance this song gets you charged this song gets you going i've heard it at many Kevin has a thing for sporting event songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've heard it at many sporting events, but Casey, you picked it. Uh, why'd you put this one on your mix? Uh, well, I mean, every time I listen to this song, I think neon, cocaine. <laughs> I never you know, tried the stuff, but still. Neon cocaine. Neon, neon cocaine. cocaine. Now, why is that not that, a thing from the 80s? <laughs> right? Yeah. It's cocaine. Like glowing nose candy. It's cocaine you know, with Kool-Aid nose. in it. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Like bright red ass Kool Aid, <laughs> that'll that'll get you going. But yeah, you know, it's just another iconic techno, or in this case, Technica song. Technica, yeah, uh, you know, that's been played. I had to put it on here. So yeah, it's yeah. You, like, I mean, I, it's no ass pocket of whiskey techno version, but this you know, is will do. This is one of those songs that when it starts, you totally get where people came up with the like, I need a couple glow sticks and then I just need to start waving my hands around really quick. Right. Pass me the Zima. Pass <laughs> me the Zima. Zima. <laughs> I'm about to get turnt tonight. Do they still Look make out. Zima? I think Probably. they do. God, I know they brought remember. it back at one point. Yeah, they brought it back. I think they brought it back like a few times. Do you remember when that yeah. was the thing? Like, we're going to get Zima and Jolly Ranchers. Right, <laughs> like, do we? Were you guys flavoring Zima or something? Yeah, you do kind of need it. That That's what people did. They would take Jolly Ranchers own. and they would drop, yeah. the, drop them down. Inside it improves of Zima it a lot better, and let them know? sit for a while until it flavored them. I didn't. I mm. never liked Zima, so I'm not a. Yeah, I'm not a Zima yeah. fan on Zima. its own, but Zima and a Jolly Rancher it improves it a lot. God, we way back in the early days of the show, guys, we did a. a food uh, like food oh episode. yeah and people didn't think we could pull it off and we talk about like foods and drinks and shit from when we were kids that don't really exist anymore and it's actually we pulled it off pretty well slang we did a slang episode too where we talked about slang those might be fun mm-hmm. to recover now like like later episodes or something especially since we do 
It's a Saturday. <laughs> but Zima is a big one. Yeah. Zima's a big one. Uh, Crystal Pepsi. I used to drink the shit out of oh, Crystal God. Pepsi. <laughs> Orbits. Um, <laughs> Surge. Nothing like a drink with a texture. What was the uh, uh, the pizza? Surge was my shit. The pizza. I mean, well, you can well still get Surge. Show, so. yeah, Surge is still out there. What were the, yeah. what were the pizza potato chips from uh Keebler. Potato skins? Uh, no, not potato no. skins. They were like pizzerias or something like that. They were yeah. Oh, yeah, pizzerias, man. Yeah, oh, they my were God. great. Those were so good. Uh, So Kevin has one more song. Man, this one, see the nostalgia the shit's been bringing back. That's the thing, right. guys. These, it's taking us back, and we're thinking of, it's very nostalgic this week, more than usual. But Kevin has one more song, and uh, it's a return band. And, you know, like I said, remember that whole thing with where I mentioned the disco? If you're not hearing it in some of these songs, I'm kind of shocked. But, uh, like, can't get it out of my head. There's a big-time disco vibe. Very disco, yeah. Um, one more time, there's a disco vibe. And then yeah. uh, this song, I feel like there's a disco vibe. Here you go. <laughs> I've seen some very creative YouTube videos with this song. This song is great. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. Uh, this is Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger, Daft Punk, 2001, off the Discovery album, and then a live version in 2007 from the album Alive that won a Grammy, by the way, for Best Dance Recording. The live one did. It's hard. You'd be hard-pressed not to put Daft Punk on a 2000s. Uh, techno list because who was doing it better at this point? I don't know. This song was created around a sample from a 1979 song called Cola Bottle Baby from Edwin Birdsong. And uh, I love that Edwin, I, lo- I love what Edwin had to say about it. He said, <clears throat> I don't know what he sounds like, so this he's going to sound like me. I recorded Cola Bottle Baby 30 years ago, and here come some guys from France. I asked them, Where did you find this music? And they said, I was going through bins, and it just popped out. I'm blessed, and I continue to be blessed by opening my arms to God every day. See, this is the love you can expect when you when, when you get permission to use a song, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, we really like this song. Can we put it in our song? Yeah. Maybe. Let's and see then, what it yeah. sounds like. And then you, then you yeah, get a I like lot the of song. Love. Release it. Okay, cool. He just, I love just that he's like, life. I love that he's like, where... Did you find this? Like, this is awesome yeah. that you guys found my song. Uh, yeah. This song is this pure. Is a past past version of me that I didn't know people cared about. <laughs> it's, you know? it's cool, though. It is really cool. Yeah. Uh, this song is pure energy. I dig the hell out it of this is. song. It is. It has this, again, 80s disco vibe made modern, which is what Daft Punk kind of does. One of the cool things is the music video, which they produced with Toei Animation. It is done in anime style, and we mentioned earlier Interstellar 5555. Well, this video appeared as a scene in the feature film. So they actually, I guess, this this Interstellar 5555 is Daft Punk and Toei Animation, and then they put this music video in that anime? I don't quite understand, but whatever. Um, up real quick. This song was ranked number two by Billboard on their list of greatest Daft Punk songs. Obviously, uh, you ranked it pretty high yourself, Kev. Um, <laughs> high enough that you chose to put it on your list. Out of all the Daft Punk songs, uh, why did you choose Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger for your mix this week? Well, um, when I first heard this song like back in the early 2000s, I thought it was like, all right, but... 
it wasn't until like when Kanye um, used this song in one of his uh, songs as like I was really digging it. Um, and unfortunately, Kanye to me now is like <laughs> is one of those Kanye? artists. I kind of, <laughs> yeah, sans Kanye. I, yeah. uh, it, it kind of depresses me that I'm not a big fan of Kanye anymore because Kanye's Kanye. But yeah. it, this song does kind of like bring back memories of good Kanye. Uh, yeah. I'm, um, if that makes any sense. Sure. I'm, I'm, I guess proud to say I was never a big fan of Kanye. A couple songs, but not overall. Mm. But yeah, that First does. album I enjoyed. It does suck for it. a lot of people, but uh, yeah. because what he's kind of turned into. Did the first time you listened to the song when it started, were you like, man, I need this song to hit harder? And then it did. And you're like, well, that's better. Maybe a little yeah, faster. Faster. <laughs> yeah. A little stronger after hearing yeah. this. <laughs> so uh, pretty much. Interstellar 5555 has a longer name, the by the way. Story of the Secret Star System. It's an animated musical science fiction film that is a visual companion to Discoveries, Daft Punk's Which second is their album. album. Well, it makes sense. Yep. Yeah. And it has every, a longer name. Every Yeah, there's no dialogue in the movie. It is literally just the audio Might be cool to check from out the album with a few sound effects. Oh, that's kind of cool. I'm, yeah. I I know it, it. I keep calling it Interstellar 5555. It actually has a, a longer name than that. Okay. I just was shortening it up. That's kind of cool. I've never seen it, so it might be worth yeah. checking out. Sometime. Looks interesting. Yeah. Might yeah, a, like all the, all the videos from that album came from this film. That is one of the things that is cool about Daft Punk is that they experiment so much with with their sound and the, and the stuff they do and and their live shows and stuff. So that's kind of cool that they did that actually. So yep. they they made an anime movie with just music that they then yep. broke off into their music videos. It was pretty neat. Okay. I know a few bands that have done something similar to that. Hey Kevin. Each yep. song is a different I'm band. cutting Matt off for a second cuz I want to ask you a question and it it kind of it kind of refers to Matt. Out of everybody's songs this week, I know mm-hmm. all of them, but one. Could you have guessed whose song? I didn't know. <laughs> I'm going to guess Matt. Matt put one song on his list. I did not know. I knew the band. I'm you going you, to guess? It's your last um, one. It's not your first one. Well, I can't honestly remember what songs I had on my list. I, you do this to me every week, and I was like, I don't yeah. I don't know this song. Like, I was playing it, and my, my wife looks over, and she's like, who is that? And I told her, and I was like, I, was like, yeah, I don't know this song. I know the band. Uh, not well, but I do know them. And uh, yeah. but that's not your first song is not that song. Your first song on your list is great, and actually okay. they're all great. I just had no idea, man. I was like, never heard the song. But we'll start with your first song. Uh, this is a great song. We were talking about DJs and whatnot, you know. And I think this this person definitely falls on the list. But here's Matt's first choice. Every time I hear this, I mean, it's got to be inspired by that, right? Like it has to be. If not, it's it's such a weird coincidence. But I mean, it is basically that. I oh no, yeah, it is. I have it in the notes. Duh, (laughs) it's in the notes. I I I did Um, no research on this. This is Dead Mouse. This is Ghost and stuff. It's actually Dead Mouse featuring Rob Swire. 
Uh, this is a cool song, man, and a cool video, yeah. which we're going to get into here in a second. Um, yeah. There's an instrumental version that was released in 2008, but this is the 2009 vocal one that was, like I said, produced by singer-songwriter Rob Swire. So I don't know which one. You just told me Ghosts and Stuff by Dead Mouse. I didn't know if you were going for the instrumental version or the vocal version. I went with the vocal Either one, version. to be honest. But yeah, the, the vocal one is my preferred version. Me too, and that's the one I really knew. Um, so I went with it. I think it's a great song. They actually first created this song in 2004, but it went through multiple changes, as many as 10 different versions they had before they were happy with what they had. Um, Dead Mouse, a.k.a. Joel Zimmerman, uh, met Swire back backstage at a few festivals, and they decided they wanted to do a collab. Uh, and Swire, so this, uh, it's on the note. Swire said he was inspired by Wicked Game by Chris Isaac um, uh, when he performed the song. I had no idea. Uh, so, so the, good. The video for this song is cool. I don't even know what the hell's going on. Uh, Zimmerman dies in the video and becomes a ghost, and he starts wandering around. He gets a tattoo, meets other ghosts, goes to a rave, and then he's revived in the hospital, but he still has the tattoo. <laughs> the video is fun as hell. The song is fun as hell. Um, as for the charts, it's number 12 on the UK singles, number one on the Billboard Hot Dance Airplay. Uh, Matt, I love this song, and uh, I hadn't heard it in a long time, and I kind of hadn't even thought about it, and I was like digging it. When I start playing it, and I, I'm doing the, the, you know, I'm doing the clips, I'm like sitting there. I tell you guys all the time, like I'm doing a clip, and I have a hard time stopping. Like I just want to listen to the whole yeah. song. <laughs> this is one of those, but it's yours. So, what drew you to this one, and why did you add it to your mix? I I don't know, but uh, Connie and I will both tell you we both went through. Um, in, in the early 2000s, we both went through a phase where we were listening to a lot of this music, um, along with all the other stuff that I listened to. But for some reason, Dead Mouse and you know, probably a couple others that appear on my list, um, they were kind of like the mainstays that that got put into heavy rotation with us. But yeah, I mean, just it's about ghosts, and I like spooky stuff. So, <laughs> it's about know, ghosts, ghosts and stuff. <laughs> So, yeah, ghosts and stuff. Ghosts and cool. stuff. Um, <laughs> side note about the tattoo: I'm relatively sure that he is actually getting that tattoo in the video yeah, because he, he probably, actually has. That, that would that be tattoo. cool if he did. On, so. That would yeah. be really cool yeah. if he did. I I gotta admit, I don't know why, but I love the title "Ghosts and Stuff." This is right. song's about ghosts and stuff. And then when you watch the video, you're like, I don't know. It just it's just hits. Yeah, perfect for Halloween. Yeah, it's a it's a and really. He's fun. one of those. He's one of those DJs who has to wear a mask, you know. Or, chooses to wear a mask but uh, yeah a giant mouse head yeah uh, kevin um mm -hmm. going back to one of your picks derude sandstorm there's a video uh, apparently dead mouse films himself in the studio all the time just like writing music and yeah. there's one one video where he uh discovers the the setting on his one of his synthesizers mm -hmm. that is what derude used for sandstorm and he's just like oh hang on wait a minute and then he just starts pushing the buttons and then realizes that he uh, discovered what setting it was and he ends up doing his own version of Sansa. Oh, that's kind of cool. That's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I can't imagine being out there DJing wearing this giant helmet. It's got right. to have like your fans or something in it, keeping air moving. Uh, I hope to, so. A lot of these guys have those big freaking helmets like though, man. LED mm -hmm. lights on it and shit. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. Uh, this is a great. That'd be a little distracting, but yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's rave, well, they, it's house music. They definitely, out there. if you've never seen, um, which most likely you haven't, uh, pop star never stop, never stop. I haven't. But, I've thought uh, about watching it a bunch of times, did. but 
they they parody um, Dead Mouse and other like mask or helmet wearing DJs in it. Uh, it's it's pretty funny. Um, I wouldn't say it's a recommend as being a good movie, but See, it's a that's, fun movie. That's so. kind of what I've heard. It's not great, yeah. but it's also it's really stupid. It's, but it's Andy funny. Samberg though, and I and there's a shitload of cameos in it. Yeah. Like just a ton of cameras. Like I've wondered a lot of times, like, really, will I appreciate it just because I love Andy Samberg and yeah. Like, well, I'll tell you what. If you're if you're questioning it, um, listen to the episode of Not a Bomb that they did on it and give it a give it a watch based on that. I so mean, they did a really good episode. Listen, dude. I even if I'm I, at some point I'll watch it no matter how bad yeah. I think it might be because that's just what I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then I'll come back and tell you if it's a if it's a winner. If I was like, yeah, yeah no, it's if the it's Meg. A bomb or not. I love the Meg. And the Meg 2 is not a recommend. You should not watch it. It is bad. <laughs> it's really dumb. Uh, Matt, yeah. I'm a little confused by your next pick. Um, okay. I'm not even, honestly, did you check your stuff to make sure that, well, I don't think this is 2000s, but here you go. Sounds like early. 80s, I think that's eighties, man. man. Yeah. Genuinely starting to hate that song now. <laughs> <laughs> really, because every time I hear the clip, I want to listen to it. <laughs> you can you can listen on your own time. Uh, cool. the, Matt's next pick is when I said earlier there was a couple of them that I've been singing all week um, since putting this list together. This is this is one of them. I love this song so much, and I don't even know why. This is Matt's next pick. I don't know why I picked it. Fantastic. Wow. This is LaRue. You don't know Bulletproof by LaRue? Really? No. I've never heard of this song. Wow. You love it. Well, yeah, it's great. It is just catchy as shit. I love that it has this almost like cheesy Casio sound to it. Oh, yeah? I, I love that. Um, this is a great song. Back when I used to run, which was <laughs> a while ago, guys. When, that's a sentence right there. Back when I used to run. Yeah. Uh, it was a while ago. Oh, so good. Uh, yeah. Back when I wasn't so chunky. Uh, this was on my running list, actually. I like LaRue quite a bit. Uh, this is 2009, so it just makes it in uh, the, that decade from their self-named album. The song was released in the UK digitally on June 21st and physically on the 10th. That doesn't make any sense, but. 10th of July, I think it was, where it hit number one on the UK singles chart. Um, it took a minute for it to find success in the US, uh, almost a year actually, but a year later it made its way and uh, hit number eight. By 2012, the song had been downloaded over two million times in the US. That's actually how I found it, and it probably would have been right around 2012 uh, where I downloaded it digitally and added it to a playlist. Um, so what did the band have to say about this song? Well, uh, singer Ellie Jackson said, we started it and it felt really good. We had a great verse and then we did about five choruses. The lyric went, this time I'll be, and there was too much of a gap. We'd been, uh, we'd both been sitting there in silence for ages trying to work it out. Suddenly we both looked up and went this time baby and thought, yeah, let's, uh, let's get it down. So I do remember that when we wrote it, uh, when we wrote that, we thought, call the manager, we've got this one. Um, so compared to bands, uh, quite often compared to bands like Eurythmics, Erasure, Depeche Mode, critics loved this song as much as listeners did. But Jackson, Ellie Jackson, actually struggles with this song. She said 
um, that she has some problems with it. The success of this song gave her panic attacks. She said, Mm, I wasn't that keen on it. I don't know if I want to have a hit like that again. But it's 10 years ago, and uh, it's 10 years ago for me now. And I think it's weird when so many people see you as being represented by that song and you feel so far away from it. You stop being able to respect it in any way, shape, or form. I started to feel that basically I really didn't like it. As for the music video, which features Jackson and a number of geometric shapes, bright colors, and changing fashion, she said, I wish I could erase it. I don't want I don't want it to erase I don't want it to erase the house that I bought from it. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Um, yeah. That's a it's a it's really a bummer that it brought now her. I kind of feel bad for I, it's, picking this it, song. It is such it's a bummer that it brought her so much anxiety because it has yeah. quite the opposite effect on me and I think most people I think the fame is what this song made them famous and that's what brought her the anxiety. Not so much the song, yeah. but she holds mm. the song kind of um accountable for it i think it's weird that kevin doesn't know the song kevin i highly recommend checking it out uh bulletproof by larue it's a great song um Mm. and it does suck matt that uh, that it brought her so much anxiety so we'll tell you miss we'll tell you miss jackson um Mm -hmm. this song brings us and i'm sure she's heard it a bunch but this brings me so much joy (laughs) yeah i love this song (laughs) it is so upbeat and and just fun and it actually makes me happy but i didn't pick it matt picked it yeah so matt tell us why it's on your mix well uh, a couple reasons and one of them actually does involve working out (laughs) so (laughs) uh, that's why that's kind of why i started laughing a little bit um so I, I won't go into too many details, but uh, several years ago, I had to do uh, about a year's worth of physical therapy and had to do a lot of like walking and whatnot. And the best way I could get through it was just putting together playlists, yeah. which you know kind of leads to what I do now on the show. Um, <laughs> just not the working that, out part. <laughs> just not the working out part. No, I, I stopped that as soon as I didn't need to. It's like now um, I can sit I, in a chair and I, do it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, you mean I don't have to be walking on a treadmill to make playlists? All right, cool. Um, but no, I would I would make you know upbeat songs that you know were kind of inspiring because I was uh, you know not to not to get a little dark, but I was I was going through a, a very rough time during that uh, that period of my life and. Yeah, I just needed needed some catchy, upbeat music to to listen to while I was doing something that I hated that I I should never have had to do in the first place. Um, I was I was in an accident. For those who don't know, I it was a uh, yeah. We'll leave it at that. But but yeah, this was one of the songs that ended up on my list as uh, something that I listened to very frequently while I was doing my, yeah. my physical. Uh, totally. Rehab. Why wouldn't it be? And, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it this is going to get you moving, like whether you want to yeah. or not. You're like, yeah. And Matt, and, I can uh, see Matt on treadmill. So that's right, motherfuckers. I'm bulletproof. I am mm. bulletproof. Yeah, just had to, you know, get some get a sassy walk going. I really want to make a treadmill. shitty comment, not towards you. Yeah, yeah I, please don't. So uh, <laughs> 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 um, bulletproof. Now, he ain't a, something a else proof. Little, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> what did you say? I said he's bulletproof. He's not something else proof. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Okay. We won't say what like, it was. That I thought you said. I know I the exactly. I know what, what I was. the I was accident like, was. On, now people at home are like, yeah. and we're not going to tell you. That makes yeah. it even better. They're like, what yeah. the fuck kind of accident was he in? It's not as yeah, bad. For those, for it those was who bad. Know, you you already know if you don't. It was bad. It was a bad accident. Yeah, but I mean, it it's not bad. whatever yeah. your brain is now telling you it was. Just go with that. That's kind of. I'm kind of picturing like the first twenty minutes of RoboCop. You know, uh, just shooting got, at Matt. He got is shot like, up. Damn, <laughs> they blew his hand yeah. off. Right. Yeah. yeah. Then RoboCop shot that guy in the dick. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. Matt got shot in the dick. <laughs> no, no. But he's bulletproof, uh, so it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's all it's all metal now. Now it's better. You can only eat baby food now. Now it's yeah. now it's faster, stronger. <laughs> <laughs> now it's. Now it's harder, <laughs> better, faster, and stronger than it was before. Oh my god! Uh, so anyway, no. Um, quick little. Uh, you gotta you eat know, baby food. That, I'm trying to bring it back. I'm trying to bring it back. So okay, so uh, a quick little shout out to uh, a website that Connie and I were getting music from. It was mostly me, and then downloading it and sending it to Connie's iPod. But uh, this episode actually inspired us to go through old, yeah, that's what she old said. devices. That's what she said. Yeah, we were going through iPods and old iPhones and things like that, listening to you know music. We just sat on the couch the other night, just you know, going, "Oh, you remember this song? That's oh, you remember so this?" Cool. And, and it was all, it was it was all flooding back. But um, we went to a website called thissongissick.com, and uh, it's a lot of really cool remixes of other songs and. It kind of it kind of screwed us up a little bit um, in the way that the versions we heard from that website are now the versions that I expect to hear when it comes on. Yeah, somewhere that happens sometimes, <laughs> and I can't find the the remix version of it anywhere other mm-hmm. than on those iPods. So that may be something I have to you know make another additional playlist if I can find it on Spotify. Um, but as a result of going through those, I did get on Spotify and I just searched for this song is sick and sure enough there is playlists of a lot of the stuff that we well that's cool that we uh actually found like the old remixes that we found so that's cool yeah that's pretty cool actually i like to hear that yeah that happens a lot man where you're like i know this version and i don't know why this is the version i know but i can't find it anywhere matt has one more song and this is the song i never heard ever and i like i don't know that i've ever heard it like sometimes you're like, I don't think I've heard this before, and maybe I did. No, yeah. And I'm gonna be honest. At first, Matt, I, I'm I'm about ninety nine percent sure I have the correct song, but for a minute I was like, is is this Sesame Street? <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, I know what. It, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what song is this? And I was like, but yeah, uh, it's okay. ses- this is a uh, not unlike before. I'll, I'll just set this up for you. Um, not unlike Travis Tritt's T R O U B L E. The next song on my list is the group Justice with D A N C E, and it's both educational and entertaining. Here you go. I'm entertaining. Yep. I actually don't know that I have them spelling in it, but they spell, and it's like kids. Yeah. <laughs> and disco. You hear it again, yeah. right? 
Yep. Yes, this is D-A-N-C-E by Justice. Came out in 2007. Second single by Justice and the first from their Cross album, which I, I've i seen that album many mm-hmm. times. Like, it's... I know the album. I recognized it the second I pulled it up, but like, and I hit play on this song. I'm like, nope. <laughs> I was like, and it starts off with these kids. And <laughs> I'm like, is this the right song? I don't. Yep. This song is actually, believe it or not, a tribute to Michael Jackson. That um, makes really? sense, actually. The yeah. duo. It's the kids. The duo are self. <clears throat> well, yes, but not the way you're being weird. <laughs> the duo. Not the way you're being weird. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a tribute to ABC one, two, three, you know, ABC easy. So the kid, Michael version of Michael Jackson. So yes, uh, the duo are self-proclaimed fans of Michael Jackson and, and that is why they wrote the song. Um, it has references in the song to black and white, PYT, ABC, whatever happens and more. So they actually make references to a bunch of Michael Jackson songs. They also got the London foundation of youth musicians involved to provide all the vocals. Um, the video, directed by Jonas and Francois, was nominated for MTV Music Video Award, uh, Video of the Year. It won the MTV Europe Music Awards, uh, number four on the Rolling Stones list of the 100 best songs of 2007. It has had uh, several remixes over time. Um, yeah, Matt, this is all you, man. Why, uh, why yeah. did you add this to the mix? Uh, I'm... I'm pretty sure this is one that I actually first heard from this song is sick and then discovered an actual video for it. And the video is another one of those like very simple uh, videos. So if you get a chance, check it out. It's pretty fun. But yeah, they're also French. So that just lets you know that France has apparently put out some very interesting music and they directly credit uh, Daft Punk. As an inspiration. Fuck you, Not Kevin. to mention they gave us the baguette. Fuck you, so. Kevin. I'm sitting in the background this week trying not to just fucking laugh over the shit you keep saying that just creeps back into my head. Like, then Matt had to eat baby food. And then there's... <laughs> then there's... like, what? Hence <laughs> the kids. <laughs> when he called you RoboCop, he said you had to eat yeah. baby food. And now he's oh, saying... That. that one made me laugh. And now I'm sitting here as Matt's trying to tell why he picked this song. All I can think is Kevin going... <laughs> it was They were inspired by Michael Jackson. Hence the kids. <laughs> like, yeah. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> A lot of things. Matt's trying to explain his love for the song, and I'm back here trying not to crack up because Kevin (laughs) (laughs) makes some reference to Michael Jackson. (laughs) Oh, my God. This show will be the death of me. You're right, Matt. This I do feel dumber by the time we get done with this. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Justice had to send a cease and desist letter to Justin Bieber. Really? Yeah, for album, uh, album art plagiarism. Really? Yep. He he has an album called Justice, I guess. Mm. And it is very, very similar to their logo. Like, why didn't this he just ask cover. him? You know, like, hey, guys. Because he's Justin Bieber. didn't think he yeah. has to. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah, As we true. learned earlier tonight, if you ask, people get very happy. Yeah. You'd be amazed yeah, who mean, wants to collab. Everybody's a Marvin Gaye estate. Come yeah. on. You'd be amazed who wants to work with you and collab if you're like, hey, let's do it. And sometimes it brings some wonderful stuff. Because yeah. you're like you don't expect it, and you, and and you get an old town road. <laughs> hey, I love that exactly. Song. I love that song. 
Oh God. I'm, uh, I'm sending you guys the video for DANCE so you can check it out. It's another one of those very creative videos where they, they use the shirts that are, that they're wearing to kind of do the lyrics to the song. Oh, so it's like, okay, go or something. Those guys are crazy, similar. Man. Yeah. I, I love uh, songs where they spell because uh, I, <laughs> I can always, not that I had a problem spelling <laughs> dance, <laughs> but there are there are a couple of songs like listen we'll we will all spell banana correct for from here on b a n a n a s and uh there's actually a song that i love by a very 90s band that could kind of, will fall into the techno kind of era uh, babylon zoo which most people don't probably know but they do a song called caffeine and thank god forever i can go c a f f e i n e caffeine <laughs> i got it i got it r-e-s-p-e-c-t <laughs> so cream cash rules everything around me <laughs> when, when they when people spell in songs i can I can dollar, go back. Dollar bill, y'all. <laughs> dollar, dollar bill, y'all. I can go back and like uh, use that for reference that so I know I'm spelling stuff right. So T R O U B L E. Yeah. Uh, so those were our, those were our picks, man. Hopefully you guys enjoyed them. I think they were really good. What? <laughs> I like how you sound auto tuned right now because right. of glitch. <laughs> yeah. Did I really? That was cool. I was, oh yeah, it was great. I had my di- yeah. It won't be on my end. T Pain, is that you? You guys, yeah, I really hope it comes across. It won't the, because I re- it won't on the mix because I recorded it right here. Yeah, unfortunately, but Damn. I should uh, if I knew how I would throw some effects on it. <laughs> um, but sorry, guys, I'm not going to do all that. So trust that these fellas heard me auto tuned. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just sort of worked out. It was out. phenomenal. Just Thanks, sort of internet, out. for making that happen just for us too. So right. let's see if I can do it. One more time. Yeah. Well, now he's going to go back. Add the opportunity in the end. <laughs> no, I He's won't. Like, I did it. I nailed we it. We both know Just, I won't. I gotta say, I'm, I think you should though. I'm gonna right? call Matt out every. <laughs> not, I'm not calling Matt out. I guess I'm calling myself out. Uh, Matt decided sure. on his own. Um, okay. During one of our interviews, I don't even know which one, that I was going to be keeping track of everybody's Muppet pick, which I don't do. I, that, dude, I've said that so many times during interviews. But I haven't won. That has been going back for months yeah, now. Yeah, but you just randomly started it on an interview once. You're like, uh, we, we should keep track of these, Jay. Keep track. I'm like, yeah, I haven't done that once. <laughs> like, every time See, you I say I thought it, you were this no, whole time. Every time you say it, it's like, I'm pretty sure Jay's keeping a list of that. I'm like, yeah, I actually uh, never even think about it till you till you say it, and then I think about it. Like, oh yeah, that's right. He wanted me to do that. (laughs) Yeah, one time. I want to like take data and analyze it based Uh, on who the person is. You and I could probably and like their role in like the band that they're in or whatever. We could probably figure out cross reference it. It does suck. I want to reference right now, guys. If we didn't, when I'm pretty sure I did in the the pre roll, but uh, we got to interview Kevin Eastman as in Eastman and Laird, as oh, in yeah. creators of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But we had a limited we, time with him, so unfortunately... We kind of kind of asked him a similar question. We did? Oh, to, yeah, to yeah, yeah. Question. But we did. Yeah. I, he would have been a fun one to ask, which Muppet. But no, we yeah. had very limited time with him. It's a great, great interview, and it ties into another interview. It, uh, we had a Pat Fraley interview, which was I had said was going to go up, and then I held off. Matt and I kind of chatted about it because they kind of connect um we decided to kind of wait a couple more days and put pat fraley and kevin eastman up at a similar time slot 
because Pat Fraley was the voice of, you know, multiple characters on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, including Krang. I can't do it, but he does it, and it's great. <laughs> and a bunch of other stuff. I mean, G.I. Joe and and uh, Denver Star. the Last Dinosaur. He was Marshall Bravestar. Yep. Yeah, he's great. And it's a great interview. But we didn't. We did get to ask him which Muppet, but we did not get to ask Kevin Eastman because um, he's just very busy. So we had limited time. So we used what we had, and it, it was great. He was awesome. So much fun. Yeah. Uh, those will be coming up, so check those out. But yeah, I you say every time you say that, I'm like, oh shit, yeah. <laughs> I've never once done it. Matt loves to put me on the spot. Uh, he acts like I do it to him a lot, but he does. Link it to will me be in too. the show notes. Yeah, he goes. Link will be in the show notes. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> Like every time he does that, because you guys don't know this, but show notes are my disdain. I I fucking hate writing show notes, and that's why they're not very detailed. Like I, it's like, hey, this week we talk about techno. Go listen. <laughs> I put a little more than that. I'm just kidding, but um, I don't know why. I just like I'm like um, I'm not a show note guy. So like when I listen to shows, I don't pay attention to their show notes really. Um, and so I just listen to the show, and honestly, if they give a link, I just usually look it up. Yeah, link will be in the bio. Yeah, yeah. I never go to the bio. I just look it up. You know, I just I don't know. I just do, and so like I'm bad about it. But uh, Matt always calls me out on shit. He does it all the time. And I know he's doing it on and purpose. It's never. Well, I mean, sometimes it's on purpose. It's other totally, times it's unintentional. Like I, I thought know. you were keeping track of the Muppet thing. No, I really have not been. Like I know a bunch of them because when we talk yeah. to people, we just sort of remember them. But uh, no, but Matt's always like. Oh, Jay will put a link in the show notes. I'm like, you dick. Because <laughs> he does it because he knows. He knows I struggle with him. And he's like, yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> the um, link in the show notes thing, yes, that's intentional. I know it. Is. The the other stuff, no, it's not. But yeah, that one <laughs> definitely intentional because it is it makes me laugh. <laughs> I know it does. <laughs> Which even though I hate you for it, it in turn it makes me laugh too. <laughs> so it's all good. <laughs> Uh, we do this shit. Uh, we like to put each other on the spot sometimes. It makes life more interesting. Yeah. So, But th- those were our lists, man. I hope you guys enjoyed them. Uh, uh, if you guys have suggestions or whatnot, we didn't really have uh, a lot of listener feedback. I put it up kind of late. I've been sick this week, as when you listen to the Kevin Eastman interview, you may catch that I was a little sick. Uh, Matt says I sounded fine. I felt like I didn't, but... Yeah, um, he powered through it. I did power through it. It was Kevin Eastman, man. I didn't even think I was going to be yeah. able to talk to him. We thought it was only going to be Matt, which I was like, you know, hey, I he's one of my he- childhood heroes, but yeah. we're not going to give up. Which is why I was like, when you said I might do it, I'm like, you're going to do it. Like, <laughs> no, get on here. <laughs> yeah, it was very, well, I was, it was almost going to be just Matt doing the interview because I didn't know if I'd be able to be there. And then when I was feeling sick, I was like, maybe I'll just you know, sit in the background, but we made it work and it, it actually turned out really well and it was a bit fun. So I've been a little sick. Um, so I was a little late to post some stuff and ask for listener feedback, but we do typically do that. And our social medias are the ways to go for that. Our Instagram, Facebook, and, uh, Twitter is usually where we ask for you guys to give your opinions, what you would add to a mixtape but you can always send it in after the fact and uh matt will add that stuff on matt creates playlists um a lot of those playlists are available on our website now so you can go over there and click directly to them they're spotify playlists of all the music we talk about and you should definitely go and check out these artists because well we love them you love them that's why we do what we do so there you go uh baby anything like any upcoming cons or anything that or stuff we want to talk about events or anything before we get off yeah uh oh um, hey we did an episode with behind the funny yeah. um please go check oh, it out yes. 
We did a Paul Rubens episode with them. I think uh, when this is coming out here, they just released theirs last week. Um, yep. So please go check it out. We had a blast talking to them. As you guys know, we love the guys from Behind the Funny. Um, we met them through podcasting, and they've become friends, not only of the show, but we just love talking to them and getting together yeah. with them. We've gotten together with them online a couple of times where we didn't record. Maybe we should have, yeah. but we <laughs> <Yeah>. didn't. <laughs> we, and, get, uh, we get, for lack of better words, silly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We got, for whatever reason, more than one of us, uh, myself included, ended up <laughs> yeah. on the Behind the Funny episode doing Ray Romano as if oh. he was John Wayne Gacy. Oh, get in the crawl space. Oh, don't I, mind the smell. I'm pretty It'll sure that was, you and A- that was you and Ace, wasn't it? It was not me. It was yeah. mostly. I thought you were doing <laughs> no, it, too. I didn't. No, I think it might, I think it might have been Scott then. It was yeah, one me of and them. Ace, at least. Yeah. <laughs> but, God, that, that, that made it in the show. There is a little bit of an abrupt cut in theirs because there was, like, some glitch, I guess, around there. But uh, <laughs> There is a... Yeah. I, I if you if you go back and watch the Facebook Live version of it, you can you can see the entire conversation. Yeah, there's a lot of bad impressions from us and good impressions from them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're gonna say, and but really, we get real in depth. Um, we th- we had talked about doing a Paul Rubens episode when he passed away here, and um, they were they reached out and said we're going to be doing one. Would you guys like to do it with us? And we we're like, yeah, actually, that'd oh, be yeah. great. And what kind of ended up happening is uh, through just scheduling, we we waited, but we were kind of glad we did because everybody yeah. was doing stuff. And we we get real in depth, we we get real goofy, have a lot of fun, but we also talk a lot about Paul Rubens yeah. and, and some of the cool stuff he did. So please go check that out. Behind the funny, yeah. great dudes. Uh, they're always a good time. It's a great show. A lot of times they speak to comedians. Um, sometimes not, but sometimes usually they talk to us. And yeah, I don't know why. But <laughs> yeah, we ain't funny at all. So. Well, we're, we're not funny. We're fun for them to laugh at. <laughs> yeah, right. They've, uh, they've fully adopted the slide whistle. As a, yeah, that's great. Yeah, three, guys, show. there are points on that show where the three slide whistles were going off, and there was one it where was, they yeah, like it unison. That they was synced weird. it up, I'll and say. it was on accident, <laughs> and it was weird. Yeah. It was mind blowingly <laughs> weird. It was like, yeah. whoa, I'm tripping. I need to right? see if we can if we can take. The, the video they did for that and uh, clip that. That clip, yeah, clip. for social, because that would be great. So good. Um, so please go, but do check out uh, that show and, uh, you know, that episode, but also check out other episodes. But if you're if you like us, it's a great, it's a great uh, gateway into their show, but they, they do tend to yeah. be a little more serious at times. <laughs> not than, than yeah. we, not always, though. Ace is, uh, yeah. he's a crazy dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll just randomly go into a Gilbert Gottfried impression. Scott, I feel you. you I, I feel your pain sometimes, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're they're awesome. Please go check it out. It's a great show, and check out all the shows we talk about here. Um, there are links to a lot of them over on the website. But okay. if we talk about a show, it's because we like the show or we like the people, and um, that's kind of one of the cool things about podcasting is we get to meet okay. so many cool people. And uh, eventually they may even end up doing a show with you, Matt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm already working on a couple, uh, working on a couple crossovers as we speak, actually. We've, so. we've talked about it in the past. This is, we met Matt through podcasting many, many years ago and yeah. is now literally one of my best friends on the planet. So it's, it's, oh. it's oh, shit. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Just quit. Uh, but it's true. It's it's true. It's so weird to think when I think about that sometimes. We met Matt through podcasting and 
And he's all the way out in Missouri. Literally yeah. one of my best friends and I talk to him a week, like multiple times a week. and Yeah, sometimes um, multiple times a day. <laughs> that happens mm-hmm. too. And we, Usually texting, but and yeah. We're all like family now. It's really, it's bizarre, but it's, it's a great medium. So that's why we really like to uh, pimp out some of these other shows because a lot of times it's like, yeah, the shows are, are great, but it's the personalities behind it's the, the shows doing it. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. we kind of glom on to. So we, we highly recommend these guys. October Scarefest out in was it Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky. Kentucky. I know I will be there. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make it out there to that. Uh, KC will I not be able to make to. it out to that because yeah. he has some other stuff going yeah. on. Unfortunately, and fortunately, unfortunately for us, but fortunately for him, it's cool stuff yeah. he's got going on. Uh, but uh, Matt may try. Uh, I don't know. Stewie D will probably go out there. I haven't really talked to him about it, but I'll be out there. Um, if you guys can make it out to that, some really cool people going to be out there. Clint Howard's going to be there, dude. That's, that's oh, really cool. And if you are in the um, Cincinnati area, specifically the Mount Healthy area, feel free to check out the Mount Healthy is Haunted walking tour yeah um that's coming up on. to that's coming up to halloween season well that's yeah. that's that Ka- that's casey's baby yeah i was I almost spent like a full year working with that damn thing and it's uh, <laughs> about to be up and running yeah so, so free casey yeah, does american legacy tours casey does tours uh like on the side is just something he really enjoys doing and he he gives walking tours throughout parts of Cincinnati, and they tell stories and stuff. And he spent about a year putting together his own um, for the company. But I mean, this was his kind of like you 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 approached them with this, right? And said you wanted mm-hmm. to do this, and he scripted it, and he researched it, and he's ready to launch it. So if you are in the area, uh, yeah. let us know, and we can we can hook you up with Kay, Kevin, and 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 he can uh, give you the deeds, and maybe you can go do it because it'd be really cool. And I'm looking forward to doing it. So. Uh, I've yeah. done a, done a few tours with Kevin, so it's a good time. Um, and he dresses really cool. He wears this like Peaky Blinders cap and in <laughs> 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 a vest. And, uh, it's a good time. So, but yeah, uh, check out Scarefest. Um, we're going to be out there. So if you can make it out, that'd be cool. Like really cool guests out there. If you're a horror movie fan, but there's also just really cool guests if you're not a horror movie fan. So. Uh, check that out. We're going to be out there for that. That's really the only thing I can think of right now. And I don't think there's anything else coming up uh, at present. Uh, I will be going to see Peter Gabriel in about a week. So yeah. then, that's cool. We will talk about That'd that. That'd be I'm awesome. Sure. Uh, that's Pretty it. Show. That's it. Yeah. Very close. We're very close. He's a godfather. Yeah. It, it, we call him Petey. We call him Pete. Yeah. Petey. Yeah. Petey Gabes, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> Petey Gabes. <laughs> he doesn't like that. Um, <laughs> I think that's it, guys. Petey doesn't like that. <laughs> Petey doesn't like that. Uh, that's it, guys. We're going to go ahead and close this one out. Uh, please stick around. Please leave us a review. And uh, until next, we have the opportunity to chat with you lovely folks at home. Remember to always... Stay awesome. There are times that you feel like your head is a big bucket filled with fuzzy dreams because you wish you were a muppet but you can't play the music and you can't light the lights and it's all you can do just to make it through any more of these lonely nights. So you grab your favorite mixture 
And you pop it in the slot And you scream two words along with all the nerves Cause right now, it's all you've got 